This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, we're pitting facts against fall. It's back to school season. So back in March, more than 90% of schools around the world closed down because of the pandemic. This affected 1.5 billion students. And that means that a whole generation of kids has been pretty much isolated for months. And now, over in the US, we're about to release a bunch of them back into the wild. You're going to go to school on Tuesday. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. I get to play on the playground with my best friend, Violet. This is Olivia and her mum, Gail Corpio. Olivia's six years old and they live in Texas with Olivia's little brother and dad. And like a lot of kids, Olivia has been in a world of Zoom and online classes with her parents chipping in. How how did you like doing school from home uh, with mommy and daddy being your teachers? I didn't really like it when you teached me. Oh, you didn't like it when I taught you? No. Oh, why? Because. Because why? Because I missed school so much, and I didn't like those math problems. Oh, okay. All right. Olivia's teacher has been working real hard, but Gael's just not sure how much her daughter has learnt in these online kindergarten classes. As you can imagine, a bunch of kindy kids staring at Zoom for hours... That's not going to end well. But meanwhile, something else has been on Gael's mind. We just noticed mostly that her behavior started changing. So um, just really getting very emotional quickly. Like Gael or her husband would ask Olivia to put some toys away. And she'd kind of freak out and then feel really bad about it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. And we're like, not a big deal, you know. And she wouldn't, that, that was different. To, to pre-pandemic? For sure, most definitely. One night I was laying down with her and then she just, I was like, you know, you've had a bad day. Like, you know, what's going on? And she started like crying, like just sobbing, just talking about how she was feeling lonely. And other kids seem to be going through the same thing. One early study surveyed around 6,000 parents in Italy and it found that lots of kids were having emotional problems. Half of them were more irritable during quarantine. Now, there's been a lot of debate about whether it's safe to open up schools. And while we're going to talk about that a little on this show, we're going to focus on the flip side and ask what all this time stuck at home is doing to kids. How far have they fallen behind? And is Generation Zoom doomed? So let's dive in. When it comes to the coronavirus, we've known for a little while now that young kids aren't likely to get really sick from it and spread this disease around, even to adults. While there is always some risk here, over in Sweden, where schools for young kids never close down at all, teachers have actually not been any more likely to get infected compared to other professions. 
So the virus itself isn't hitting young kids all that hard. But what is affecting just about every kid in the US is their school. When all this started back in March, there was a lot of topsy-turvying all spring to get online class set up. For some schools, it took weeks to get things going. And once they did, there were lots of reports about kids getting a crappy education. So how bad is all this? How far are kids really falling behind? How do you think you would have gone with the, with this sort of remote learning, with having one parent sort of sitting sitting there next to you? I, I think, you know, in some ways I think I would have been fine, but I also think that my brother, my mother and I would have all been just trying to kill each other after three months. This is Dr. Megan Cufield, a researcher at an education not-for-profit called NWEA. And Megan and her team released this big review trying to find out how bad these lockdowns might be for kids and their education. To start, she collected a bunch of data from other times that kids had either missed school or had to go on long breaks. It was things like regular kind of snowstorms or, you know, natural disasters such as Hurricane Katrina. And she looked at run-of-the-mill disruptions too. Like after summer break, kids usually forget some stuff. She did some maths and then came up with an estimate of how much kids probably fell behind last school year. And what we found was, was kind of startling. Megan reckoned that on average, kids lost about a third of what they should have learned in reading. And for maths, it was even worse. She predicted they lost up to half of what they would have learned last year. So yeah, all this disruption, it really starts to add up. Which is a shame, because the kids won't be able to add up. Megan has a name for what's going on. When kids forget stuff over the summer, education nerds call it the summer slide. And this is like a summer slide on steroids. Megan calls it the COVID slide. A summer slide, like the green run when you go skiing, and the COVID slide is like the black run. So if, it's like if someone made the green bunny slope be twice as long as it used to be, um, you're just going to end up further down than you would have if you had just done the, the normal bunny slope. Oh, right. So not steeper, just longer. Yeah, exactly. And if, if we do have a second wave of the coronavirus this fall and then going into winter and everyone goes back to remote learning, for kids around America, how bad could this be? It feels like if we have a whole, you know, another two to three months of online learning, that's that's going to be a real challenge for many kids. I mean, that that adds up to kind of six months of missed instruction that, you know, you're looking at many kids who are who are going to be really far behind. Other groups have also found that online learning just isn't as good as going to school. And on average, kids are missing out here. And this isn't hitting all kids equally. One analysis estimated that Black and Latinx students could be several months behind on their education compared to white kids. Megan said that a big factor here is income. Low-income kids might not have access to computers or good internet at home. And we're seeing this in the data already. Like a study of an online math program looked at how thousands of kids in different zip codes were going. And it found that over spring, in low-income zip codes, progress in their math course went down by half. But for kids in the richer zip codes, they ended up finishing the lessons just like normal. 
Now, if your kid is struggling in the COVID Zoomverse and you're blaming yourself, maybe have a recess break. A study of online schools found that while it was good to have parents check in and make sure the little grubs were doing their schoolwork, having parents actually help teach the kids often made things worse. And Megan totally gets it. My mom was very hands-on uh, when my brother was learning to read, and it led to lots of, <laughs> lots of parent-child conflict for a period of time. So that's the education side. While some kids are going to be perfectly fine, they'll go back to school, everything will be hunky-dory. For others, it won't be so simple. And they're going to be playing catch-up. Now, what about the mental health of kids? For this, we called up Professor Karen Bierman, a child psychologist from Pennsylvania State University. And Karen said, there's no need to panic just yet. There will be a substantial number of kids that come out of this fine, you know, that remember it, oh, thank goodness that's over, you know, that was awful. But Karen says this won't be true for all kids. A survey of over a 1,000 parents in the U.S. found that one in seven parents, like Gael, think their kids' mental health has gotten worse during the pandemic. Other surveys from Italy, Spain and China show that parents rate their kids as being more irritable, clingy and anxious compared to before the pandemic. And the problem, Karen says, is that these emotional problems can start becoming problems in schools too. And this is just all playing out on such a huge scale. So how many kids are in that basket of worry? Millions? So I would say kind of at a national level, there's probably 5 to 10%. So, you know, that that's around 5.6 million kids that are now going to need extra help. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably realistic. So, according to the best and brightest in the education space, a ton of kids are about to walk into school behind and with some emotional issues. They're going to need help. And the good news is that the science says these kids can be pulled out of this. Like Karen has done these decade-long studies where she runs special programs for kids to help them cope with their emotions. They bring in lessons like Twiggle the Turtle. It's a turtle who has some anger management issues. So one day, Twiggle's friend knocks over his toys. And so he pushes his friend down <gasps> and... Twiggle! Uh, ...yells at her, exactly. But then, of course, he gets into trouble, um, and he goes to see a wise old tur turtle who gives him suggestions about what he can do when he feels mad like that so that he doesn't end up hurting his friend or getting into trouble. And so the particular routine that Twiggle learns is to pull into a shell, take a deep breath, and then you blow out some of that strong feeling, calm down, and when you feel ready and more calm, you say the problem and how you feel. I love Twiggle the Turtle. I feel like I can get some benefits from Twiggle the Turtle. I mean, that's actually true. We've done the program with parents, and we've had both parents and teachers say things like, oh, yeah, uh, that actually helped me. <laughs> Karen compared young kids who did the program with those who didn't, kids who never learned about Twiggle. She's followed these kids for years and found that it helped some of them. Even a decade later, her early results are suggesting it's still working. We're seeing teachers rating the high school youth as 
um, having fewer emotional problems, being less depressed, less anxious from the teacher's viewpoint, and also fewer conduct problems. So that's really a long-term impact. So what does this all tell us about kids coming out of quarantine? Well, for Karen, it means that schools need to be spotting kids who need help and then getting them into these kinds of programs. And on the education side, it's the same thing, finding the kids that need help and giving it to them. Schools can think about extra tutors, longer school hours, and in the data, you can actually see some really encouraging signs. Like after Hurricane Katrina, a lot of kids got displaced and missed months of school. But then some of them ended up in better schools, and after a couple of years, their grades caught up. Time and time again, studies have found that giving kids extra attention in school, it can help. But it costs money. Twiggle ain't getting out of bed for free. Like, to run Karen's program? Because $891 per student. Oof. Um, Karen, I just multiplied 891 by 5.6 million and that comes out to a very big number. It's four—it's about $5 billion. But education, you know, it is expensive. I mean, I think if, if it's not attended to, we'll just see increases in underachievement, increases in maybe, you know, early dropout. I mean, it won't go away if we don't deal with it. It's something that... One way or another, schools and teachers are are going to have to deal with to get this whole generation now of youth kind of back on track. So, Generation Zoom, they're not doomed, but some of them are going to need some help. If you want to hear more science from the pandemic or if you need a coronavirus break and want to know what's up with astrology and probiotics, check out our main feed. Just search for Science Versus in Spotify. That's Science VS. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. I'll fact you next time. <laughs> 